Welcome to Self-Published Success, a show catered specifically to the innovators and entrepreneurs who sought creative control over their titles, chose self-publishing over traditional, and found overwhelming success in the process. In this show, we will introduce these risk takers and ask them a variety of questions. Why did you choose self-publishing? What were your results? And most importantly, what are some secrets to success? Self-published success is designed to get your creative juices flowing, to get you energized and excited for the road to authorship ahead. So sit back, grab your trusted pen and notepad, and get ready to gain tips that will help you along your own self-publishing journey. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Self-Published Success, a show that highlights forward-thinking authors who chose self-publishing over traditional, found success in doing so. My name is John Feldman, founder and CEO of Visionary Literary and your host for today's show. Our guest today is Gary McDougall. Gary is a successful businessman, an author, a public speaker, and a published songwriter, co-writing the critically acclaimed song, Love is Like a Sunny Day, and the tune, Understanding Man. He lives in Huntsville, Alabama with his wife and two children. Gary, welcome to the show. Thank you, John, for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity to uh, get to see you again and to talk about uh, a subject that's near and dear to my heart, which is self-publishing. So thank Excellent. you for the opportunity. Yeah, so we, I am excited to have you here. We are excited. So um, just before we, we go into to Gary's background and start getting into the show, Gary and I worked together a few years ago um, to, to put his book together and then to self-publish his book. Uh, Gary went the extra mile to create his own publishing company along with website uh, and everything has, has been great. And it's been, it's got him into public speaking and other things. So um, yeah, Gary and I have uh, history working together um, and really excited, really, really excited to to dive into that. But Gary, let's, let's start off by just giving the listeners a little bit of a background um, I was very brief there in the intro about you and, and what you do in your writing, but give give us a little bit of a background of of you um, and your timeline up to wanting to write a book. Okay, so uh, first, uh, I'm twice retired, actually, if you can believe that. I retired uh, initially 20 years ago uh, from, uh, as a, uh, in, I was in law enforcement, public safety, and retired from there. And got involved in security system engineering, uh, which led to uh, being the lead engineer for security systems for uh, all of NASA nationwide, which is something that is near and dear to my heart. I'm very proud of because uh, NASA is a very prestigious organization. And to to attain that role that I did was uh, very rewarding. It really brought my life full around from my meager uh, beginnings uh, growing up in uh, you know the low income um, poverty and dealing with all the things that uh, comes from uh, growing up uh, you know on um, uh, social services and all the things that that happens. But I'm I'm happy to say that uh, with hard work and preservation, I, I was able to essentially live the American dream. And so I I think uh, ultimately. Um, my, my purpose in writing the book was essentially it's my memoir. It's my life story, but I wanted to write a book to inspire. I felt that my life, all the things that I've gone through, you know, survivor's guilt and all the other things that happened in my life. I felt that 
by writing the book, I can inspire others who've gone, you know, we all got a story to tell. I, I tell people all the time, we all have a story to tell. Uh, not everybody gets to write it down in the book and get it on published, but but we all got a story to tell. And um, it is my way of helping others who are going through the various things they go to, to let them know that in the end, no matter what you're going through, that you ultimately can come out the other side, that you can get through it and you can make something of your life and you can reach and attain the American dream. So as far as writing is concerned, I started writing early in high school uh, at the behest of uh, or the suggestion of my high school English teacher and uh, started writing songs. I always loved writing songs. It was my dream to get involved in, in writing uh, song lyrics, essentially. And uh, I was able to get a couple of songs, as you mentioned, published, which I, I was very fortunate for. I'm very happy of. Um, I didn't end up getting uh, to be the so quote unquote famous songwriter that I may have dreamed of. But but friends and family have always reminded me, well, you were able to get a couple of songs published on the radio. Not everybody can say that. So uh, that's a, that's something to be accomplished as far as authorship and writing a, a book. Um after many years uh, struggling with survivor's guilt, uh, I decided uh, at the once again someone I met who said, "Hey, you should just share that with other people. Your story is not the the typical everyday story that people have about their lives. Um, people go through things, but you know, in my life, I went through more than what most people do, and so I I wrote the book, um, and I was very fortunate to connect with you to help me to ferret out, you know. I, Fortunately, it's a it was a a nonfiction book. So as far as content and, and what to write, it wrote itself because it's yeah. my life. I, I know my life, but but expressing it and bringing it out in, in the ways that you helped me to do that in allowing to have what what everybody that has read the book will talk about these chapter cliffhangers. You know, my story is like a cliffhanger and, and every chapter is like, oh, okay, what's going to happen next? Well, you got to go to the next chapter to go find that out. Next thing you know, you stayed up all night reading the book. And, and that has happened a lot. So um, um, that that has been very rewarding for me. Well, that's excellent. So so for the listeners, yeah, Gary's book is called Don't Tell Me There Ain't No God, um, which is available on Amazon. And I will put the link in the description. For for anyone who has read it, um, you know the stories. For me, I was able to to speak with you, Gary, and to get you to help again put like more structure into your stories. But your stories are absolutely incredible. Um, definitely page turners, uh, regardless of if they're verbally told or or written. Um, so I, I would highly highly suggest that anyone listening give that give the book a read because it is. Um, it is amazing and it is all 100% true, which is even more amazing. Um, so, so speaking of, of your book, right, you have all these stories and, and you and I spoke and, and you wanted to, like you said at the opening, you wanted to help. Um, you wanted to share these stories to let other people know who might be struggling with survivor's guilt like you, um, that, that you can kind of move forward and, and just give, you wanted to give some advice. The title of your book is one that you knew right away. The, fr the first time that we spoke, you knew the title of your book. For somebody who was to go a traditional publishing route, they might have a literary agent or a publisher interested in the book, but they might say, look, that title isn't going to work. We know what sells. We know what's in this genre. You need to name your, your book this. For you, again, as a self-published author, you had complete control over that. 
Why was that so important to you to have that title? Well, I, I it came to me really immediately before the book, before I even thought about the book in the context of what the book would actually, you know, in its actual content be, was that I knew what my life was, what I had gone through. And, and so for, in my mind, it was sort of, wow, I went through all these things in my life. I hadn't really thought about them until I collectively put them all together. And then I said, well, it came to me, don't tell me there ain't no God, because in my mind, all the things that I've gone through, all the times that uh, stared death in the face and I was about to die, yeah. um, I just, wow, I'm, I'm going to die. But then I didn't. And so, you know, that may, it happens once, maybe twice. Okay. But over about nine times, you say, well, wow, there's got to be something greater uh, than myself to to have got me through all that save that and so that's why I, I i tongue in cheek some people think it's tongue in cheek but it's not but don't tell me no god that says for me my life and my experience of life tells me there is a god based on what has occurred in my life now does that mean anything for other people not necessarily in the sense does that mean uh anything it's it's really not a religious book it's just the book of my life and it so happens that god played a, a major role in it and so, therefore, I'm, I'm just telling what has happened. It's up to other people to to believe that or not believe that. But I tell people, don't tell me no, no, there ain't no God because my life says otherwise. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Going back to our calls too, I remember that. I remember so many, and like you said, nine nine times or however many times you you did stare um, death right in the face, and you managed to to escape. That title um, is not only something that's personal to you. Uh, but it's also very fitting for the story. So again, there's Absolutely. a lot of the, the self-publishing benefit, the number one self-publishing benefit, especially for nonfiction books like yours, is that creative control. Um, you control everything from the title to the contents of the book, to the structure of the book. So um, that's something, again, that for anyone listening, I, I harp on it in basically every episode. So you've already heard it, but um, creative control is is very important. So Gary, as a as a, a self published author, again, you went you went the extra mile, right? So self publishing, Amazon especially makes it so easy for you to write a book and just to publish it under your own name, and it comes up as, you know, for me, just for example, John Feldman author, right? That would be the publisher. You went the extra mile. You created a company, um, and you your company was your publishing imprint that you went under. Would you recommend to any listeners um, to go that extra mile? Was it was there a lot involved? And if so, was it worth it in the end to create your own imprint? You know, that's a co good question. I think actually um, a person could go either way. Why I went to a publishing company, really, to be honest with you, is because I was already a businessman. I already had companies. I already had an LLC. In my mind, I'm a businessman. So yeah. anything I do, I do it from a business perspective because that's just my mindset. Um, does that mean that that if you don't do that, that that's going to be any less successful? Not really. Um, but for me, I also wanted to uh, eventually help other people perhaps and get other books. And I do have, I have a, a cousin, uh, actually I have a cousin and, and a niece that have published books now that I've helped them with. And uh, I, I put their book on my website 
you know, and, and I also wanted to give back. And I thought by having a publishing company, I can help other people uh, self-publishing. I do have publishing resources on my website that, that are free for people to go and, and follow up on to help them. And um, it was just really the business part of it, wanting to be able to control every aspect of it, wanting to be able to have um, an ISBN so I could, because it, if you go just Amazon, really is no good way to get a book in the bookstore. You know, you, you really need an ISBN, you know, and some of other uh, printing production. You know, Amazon is Amazon. They do Amazon. That's what yeah. they do. Yeah. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Absolutely nothing. But if you want to get out there and get your book, because my book is out in, in bookstores. It, you know, it it is in the sense of you can get it through bookstores. And people have asked me that. Um, but I will say this. The most important thing after all of the writing and all that stuff and the most difficult part of publishing, whether you're Amazon or self-published, I mean, Amazon or you're doing like I do, your own publishing company and all that, promotion is the key. You could have the greatest book yes. that's ever written. If people don't know about it, then no one's going to buy it because they don't know it exists. Yep. And that, I I believe, is at the heart of, of ultimately after you've written your book and did all the things that you're supposed to do, um, you got to promote it. And that's not as easy as some people would think. Yes, that's a very good point. So there are the, the numbers every day I look it up and every day they change anywhere from 750,000 books published per year to 1 million to 1.2. Um, so again, if you, if you build it, they will not come. Uh, <laughs> you're basically throwing your book into, yes. <clears throat> into a large pile. You have to promote it, but um, going back to, again, what you said, why you, you are a businessman. Um, and from a business perspective, you knew that creating your own publishing imprint was, was the best for you. You had that experience, um, for you, it wasn't, it, it wasn't that much extra work to know that, you know, to be, you were in your comfort zone. That's um, right. And that, that's what a lot of, again, going back to the nonfiction thing, a lot of nonfiction writers that, um, that we work with or that, that any business book. Um, usually it becomes that it's like a publishing imprint that is part of one's company, kind of like That's you right. said. Uh, so again, not to sway any listeners into feeling like they have to start an LLC and they have to, um, create their own imprint, but it is, if you have experience with it, um, there are, and of course, you know, tax benefits and, and everything else that comes with. Absolutely. With business. That's a very important part that people yes. need to understand too. Mm -hmm. the, the tax uh, benefits of what you can do when you have your own company is when you're not. Yes. Yes. Um, so other than the tax benefits, what from a self-publishing perspective, like what's based on the, the few years that you've been a self-published author, what is one piece of advice other than promotion that we talked about um, that you could give to someone listening who is about to go down that self-publishing path? What's one piece of advice for success? So, so that's a good question. And there's, there's about maybe three or four pieces wrapped around that. And, and, and let me just say this, because this is one of the things that I ran into initially and people that I've helped have run, it, run into this issue and I've helped them to navigate through it. There are a plethora of what's what was the term I've heard people call it? Vanity press, I guess is a lack of a better yes. term that some people have. 
these companies that are going to come in and, and they're out there on the internet. Um, I'm not going to get into any names. That's not really important. Yeah. What is important to know that they exist and therefore fee or fees, or in some cases, pieces of your royalty. In some cases, we'll, we'll tell you, we're going to do this. We're going to help you do this. And we're going to get your book published. And, we, we, you know, they're not really publishers in that context, but they're there to kind of, Get walking through all the things to get you your book out there and get it in print and all of those things. And, and some of them could be exuberant causes and promise you a whole lot of things, uh, including promotion and allegedly and all that. And I just would let people know the number one thing to do is be aware of that. Yes. Do your research. It's yes. so there's so much information out there in the digital world. You know, just because it's on the internet doesn't mean it's true, but you got to wade through it and you've got to look at it and 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 be mindful of those things because they they exist. Um, uh, I felt I didn't fall into a trap in that sense, but I did get involved in some promotional things, stuff that weren't of any real significant value. So I learned that getting some pub promotional entity part of that is really no, it's it's not worth it in my opinion. So, yeah. so the, the the big three thing I think uh, from self publishing. Well, you've got one thing I tell people about the title, as you brought up. There are two things that people um, first know about your book before they know anything, and that's the title. So you want to think through the title very, very, very thoughtfully, especially if it's a fiction book. Yes. Because the competition is out there and people are going to be drawn to your book by the title. The second thing that I've advised uh, people that I've worked with about is the cover. The cover is extremely important because if people see it on the bookshelf or even in Amazon, they're going to scroll through, they'll see the cover. And believe me, people are attracted to the cover. I have known of stories of people who bought books just for the cover yes. so they could stick it on their uh, bookshelf and yes. show it up there because the cover was so great. They content me and they didn't even really probably read the book. So so the title is very important to think that through in the context of what it says to a person who sees that. Because the first thing I get asked as a writer, oh, you got a book. What's the name of it? I mean, that's before anything else. And so you tell them that people's interests are going to be peaked and not peaked based on that title. Yeah. But then, of course, the cover. Then, of course, the content is important. Right. Uh, but in but now getting into the more nitty gritty of self-publishing, whether it be uh, as an imprint, your own publishing company or through Amazon is uh, people need to be aware of. You need to, in your content, you need to have an editor. The idea of, of having a book and not having an editor is yeah. like no way. Yeah. You, I learned a long time ago from somebody I worked for many, many years ago who was a war correspondent, and they taught me, they said, never, ever edit your own work. You just can't do it because your mind is going to see some what you think it is, what yes. you believe it is, not what's on the paper. Yes, the other thing I would say is, if you can, uh, get somebody to be a, quote unquote, a consultant who who has experience in authorship and writing books and all this kind of stuff, like yourself, John, who could come in and help guide you as to how, you know, some of the things of learning how to put the story together. I didn't have to worry about character development and plots and all that. <laughs> my no. my life was the character and the plot was my life. But And so 
that was easy to some extent. But for fiction people, you really need, you know, if you can, you yes. bring somebody in who has that experience and knowledge. John helped me so much in being able, uh, this whole idea of the cliffhangers and the way that the, the that we were able to get the each chapter, the cliffhanger is something that people talk about all the time when they talk about my book. And it was so great because it, it inspired people to want to go to the next chapter. So, so those are the kind of things that you can, that having a consultant or somebody to work with um, will help tremendously. Yeah. Um, the other thing, let's see. Oh, there are resources out there. Um, I have some on my website that you can go to that I that I'm I use that I'm comfortable with that I think are legit. Um, that will help you in all of the various areas that you need, from book cover design to um, um, the layout to editing to all of those things to. Uh, getting um, the formatting of the book right. So it can be a challenge to get Amazon to approve it and, and allow it to be uploaded. All of those things, those resources are there and uh, they will help you. Now, in closing in this part, I would say, I, I would definitely say going through Amazon instead of your own publishing company is certainly easier. Yeah, uh, there's no question about that. Uh, Amazon makes it pretty simple. I mean, it's yeah. not all that difficult to get a book up there. You know, once you once you get it written and you got the format correct, that Amazon will accept. Um, so, so that's a simpler way to go. If you if you want to go into a publishing company like I did, because maybe you want to work with others, maybe you want to uh, help people, or you want to put, publish another book. Maybe it's just a business thing. You already got a company. You want to bring that in on the LLC for tax purposes. Uh -huh. uh, then that, and uh, as far as control, uh, whether you go on Amazon or whether you have your own publishing company, you're still in control. You know, the only time you're not in control is when you have a publisher. And let me say something about publishers because I, I did a lot of extensive research and, and went to a uh, that chasing all that down. Let's be clear. If you go and get on Amazon, even if you're self-publishing, getting in the bookstore is very difficult to do. And this idea of getting in the bookstore and you're going to have uh, a uh, book signing in the bookstore. Mm, yeah, that's not going to go. It's just not really going to happen in 99% of cases. The one benefit of having a traditional publisher as hard as as it is to even get to that, is that they'll handle all the publishing, they'll, um, all of the uh, promotion, and all. You can then get books, so you can do all stuff. But you're gonna you're gonna give some rights away, and more importantly, that not only gonna give financial rights away, but you're also gonna give away your creative control because books publishers are in the business of making money. And they have formulas uh, yes. for commercialization in order to do that, and that's just the reality. So know that going in. Yes. Yeah. So all good points there. Um, speaking of the getting into bookstores and the cover that you mentioned. So yes, for, for anyone self-publishing cover, do not, so many people overlook the cover design and the title. Um, as you scroll through Amazon looking for books or some of these promotional websites, the cover is key. If you are going to get your book into bookstores, which is possible, especially in your local bookstores, 
you also have to worry about the spine. So for anyone watching, if you look behind Gary, we see all the spines of the books. Um, those are very important too, because in order to get, if you do get into a bookstore, um, having your spine showing is 99% of books. That's how they are stacked in bookstores. Um, to have your cover showing means that you are, um, you have some special interest in the bookstore and uh, you need to be a traditionally published author um, in the top half of a percent of those traditionally published authors to get there. But going back to to that title and cover, so important. I mean, um, almost more important than the content of the book itself, because like you said, people will buy a book based on the cover. Um, so yeah. one point I do want to make about the cover too that I didn't didn't say because I ran into this on a number of occasions. Very important to understand because I've run into it where people have wanted to put their photo on the cover. Oh, yeah. And what I have said to them is not a good idea. The only time and the reason that you can know that, just go to your local bookstore. Look through the books as I did. Look at the books in the genre that, you, that you're looking. Look at what those books are. The only yeah. time you're going to see the picture of somebody on a book is they're already famous and people are yes. they're attracted to go, oh, that's whatever, Obama or, or whoever, whatever. Yeah. That's actor so-and-so. And that's the draw. Yes. You put your photo on there, they don't know you from, from Adam. Yep. And it's not going to, I mean, you could be attractive and all. I'm not saying that, but the, who are you? I don't know you. But if yes. you have something where the, the, the cover is attractive and it draws people to, that's a, that's a better deal than putting your, your yourself on the cover. Exactly. And the same goes for, so based on, you know, like you said, everyone has to know you. So it has to benefit them to know you. The same thing happens with the title. Um, so when you're writing your title, you also need to, the, the reader, everyone is selfish. The reader is going to say, how is this going to benefit me, especially for nonfiction books? So that title has to really stick out and grab them. And within an instant, um, let the let the potential reader know how the book is going to help them. So um, your, your website is kengarpublishing.com, correct? That is correct. Okay. So for anyone listening, those resources that Gary mentioned, um, Kengar Publishing, is where you can find those. And I'll put that in the show show notes as well. Um, Gary, what what are your, what's next for you? Uh, what are your future plans? Okay, so that's a good question. Um, it's gone back and forth, but I think I've finalized, well, I know I've finalized because I built my studio and did all this stuff. So I, I wanted to write a second book and I started to put some of the things together. I even had a cover and some other things put together. And then I decided to actually, since the the book was going to be, once again, uh, nonfiction, it was going to be a fiction book, it was sort of going to be filling in the gaps and filling in more of the story uh, from the first book of my life, but being more focused on the spiritual aspects of the book, because that's kind of where I wanted to, to, to delve into. And as I looked at it, started to put together, you know, some chapters or whatever, I decided that I wanted to turn it into a YouTube series instead. Okay. So I worked on putting together an outline for a YouTube series. Initially starting, I think it's going to be like 13 episodes, how many episodes I have pre-built pre as far as the outlines and what those, those titles of those episodes would be, built a studio, 
Um, I got sidetracked with life because things happen in life, uh, but I, I've, I've kind of got through that and I'm about ready to start uh, my YouTube series. So the idea is the YouTube series will be, each episode will be similar to the way it would be a chapter in the book talking about whatever I was going to talk about in the book. And then the idea is at the end to then take all of that and put that into a maybe some reoccurring um, uh, YouTube things on my channel relevant to all that came out of the series, just maybe picking out all the topics along the way relevant to all of that and presenting all of that. And I just decided to do that because one of the things that I found that for me, and this is for me, this is not for, for most people, is I wanted to share some of those experiences in a way that I didn't have to worry about, well, uh, I can buy a book with, it's free. It's YouTube. Yeah. You know, nah, there may be some monetization and all that uh, that goes with it down the road, if you want, and that's fine. But but the idea was still that I wanted to share my experiences and share the what has occurred to me in my life and how that has changed my life and how it can change others uh, who who want to prescribe to uh, this my spiritual the spiritual aspect of my life, and so that's what I decided to do, and that's what my next chapter is. Excellent. Well, that's a very visionary approach to um, to telling your story. Uh, I I like that, and again, that can always be, you know, if that does take off, you can always just take that contents and turn it into um, your other book that you've you've been writing. Absolutely. So, I also um, wanted to do an audio book, but then I just. I went back and forth, and I think the YouTube series, and I can still turn it into an audio book, even yeah. the first book, because I have so many people I've talked to says, "Oh yeah, I'd love to read your book. I just don't have the time." You know, I like audio books because yeah. you know when I'm in the car and I'm going to work, I can listen to it. And so I would say to people who are self-publishing, don't overlook that. Um, it's some extra work, and there's some other nu nuances that you need to know and understand about it. But uh, audio, uh, having an audio book as an option uh, with your print and with your digital copy is a good thing. Yes, absolutely. And there are um, plenty of resources online. And then um, if Upwork, Fiverr, places like that where freelancers are, you can find some some cheap um, sound editing that makes your book, your audio book sound, sound better. So absolutely. Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go cheap on the audio because you don't want people to listen to a, a crappy sounding audio book, but um, yeah, Gary, this has been an excellent conversation. Um, again, congrats on all your success. Great to speak with you again and to catch up and to hear what your next projects are. Where can people find, uh, where can people find your work? So uh, far as my book, as you said, it's on Amazon. Um, it can be ordered through bookstores for those people who want it through the order for bookstores, but Amazon works just fine. And if you have Prime, boom, free shipping, boom, they'll send it to you. If you want a signed copy of my book uh, on my website, KenGarPublishing.com, there's an option there to uh, buy it from my uh, book site, and then I'll, I will sign it and I will send it to you. So that option is there. Um, as far as any music that, that the songs that I have published, they are available on all of the musical platforms, uh, Apple, the rest of them. Just go up there and search uh, uh, for the one caveat. If you're <laughs> if you're looking for me as a songwriter, either searching on Google or Amazon or whatever, um, I wrote those songs in the pen name of Gary Swan. 
at the time because I wanted some anonymity uh, at the time. And I, I, I think it's people may laugh at this and think it's funny, but for me, yeah, I've said, well, if you become famous, Gary, then you can't walk down the street because people will recognize you and they go, oh, aren't you so-and-so? And beyond, I was a very private person, so I wanted to have a pen name so I can hide behind that. To be honest with you, that, that was the reason for it. So be aware of that. But those songs are are, are available. Uh, the one little thing I will say that probably hasn't been put out there, the song um, uh, Love is Like a Sunny Day uh, was... Uh, the number two uh, song on independent uh, European charts for for a while, and uh, was very successful. Still gets played around the world, and so I'm very very pleased and happy with that. And uh, my my book uh, sells still sells and on Amazon here and there. And although <laughs> I do uh, probably give away more books than I should when I meet someone and I'm inspired by and I want to, I see where their where their lives are going. I give them a copy to to help them, you know, with uh, overcoming whatever those challenges are at the moment that I've identified in in interacting with them. So I do do that. Well, that's excellent. That's always a good thing to do um, to give away books. It definitely helps with your with your credibility. So um, again, congrats on everything that you have been able to accomplish with this book, with your upcoming projects. Um, thank you for for taking the time to be with us today to give us some advice to walk us through your story. Uh, we, we again, appreciate your time and wish you all the best of luck as you move forward with this new project of yours. Thank you. And thank you for having me, John. It was my pleasure. Appreciate it. Thank you, Gary. Take care. Thank you for listening to this episode of Self-Published Success. We encourage you to put the tips and tricks you've discovered in this episode to use in your own author strategy. Please feel free to subscribe to this podcast and leave a review on your preferred listening platform. Until next time, continue chasing your vision of authorship success.